0: Welcome to the ReChurch Podcast. This is Tyler Armstrong, the student pastor at 12th Street Baptist Church in City, Alabama, with our lead pastor, Thomas Winborn. We are asking the question, how can we become the church that Jesus intended? All right, welcome to this week's episode of the ReChurch Podcast. This is our first guest episode, I think, that we've had, Thomas, where we have somebody with us. So, Thomas, could you introduce our guest for us?
1: Yeah, so this is my friend Ty, Ty Dillon. He's a pastor here in Etowah County, and actually, uh, he's a pastor in a facility that I used to go to, to church, man. Like, back when I was a little kid, my dad used to take me to church. And so, really cool. Ty is, uh, we became friends, man, I guess, man, we started, like, connecting about, about, well, I guess, about seven, eight months ago, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and uh when you had your kids we were doing something with with our yeah. kids from church and stuff so um Ty why don't you tell us I listened to your story man or sushi one day and we connected <laughs> I thought and then all this COVID stuff hit and we yeah, had to spend much yeah, time yeah. together but yeah talk a little bit about where you're from um how you got to where you are here in Gadsden and then tell us about how you
2: came to faith if you don't mind so. yeah yeah well let me first start with saying man I appreciate you guys having me on yeah man sure. and uh let me be a part and uh Man, it's uh I guess seven or eight months, like you said, but it seems like we just kinda known each other. Yeah, it you know, feels like for a long time, Yeah, time, so man. so it's cool, man. I, I like that. It's uh I, I like that a lot. Um, well, Ty Dillon and um, originally man, I was born in Louisiana. About two years old, moved to uh Milwaukee. What part of Louisiana were you
1: in? Uh ah, man,
2: Franklin, Louisiana. You've probably never heard of, as well. Washington never heard of it. Washington okay. Parish. You know, Washington Parish. So uh is that West, North? Baton Rouge. Okay, Baton Rouge, Yeah, South, yeah, man, yeah, man. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know. You a uh, Cajun territory. Yeah, man. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> born in that area. Um, my mom and her family, you know, were there and all of that stuff. Especially she grew up, man. We moved to Milwaukee and I was probably 18 months, you know what I mean? Two years old. So, uh, Milwaukee, uh, most of my life, you know. Uh, interesting enough, uh, back then I would spend the summers in Louisiana. You know, up until I was 12 or 13 years old. So I was kind of, I didn't know God was preparing me for something. I was getting the best of both worlds. Right, you know yeah, right. Metropolitan during the school year. summers rural Louisiana. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Kind of getting that mix, man. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's worked for me. Um, in 2000 and I guess, man, my dates. You know, 2003, I moved to Nashville area. Nashville area, Smyrna, Tennessee. Um, man, that was where I really had my... Uh, conversion experience you know what I mean I was I grew up in church and I you know kind of went to church because you had to go to church yeah. you know what I mean that type of thing but really for myself really getting to know Jesus for myself man uh, was when I got away from all the stuff going on in Milwaukee and kind of got quiet went to Nashville well, I didn't really know anybody mm-hmm. uh, I got married on June the 8th and uh, we moved on June the 12th and so man it was kind of quick and yeah, uh, yeah yeah so yeah. so you got an anniversary coming up man. yeah I got an anniversary coming up uh happy anniversary honey <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah so. a couple points man <laughs> you know what I mean so, job, bro yeah so um man we moved there and I didn't know that God has a had a greater plan for me moving I thought it was hey I just want to try something else whatever it is and right. man he connected me to a pastor at a church there and uh, my life hasn't been the same and That's great, um man. yeah man just Went into ministry. It never was on my bucket list, but you know, I tell people this. I said, "Hey, ministry, preaching, pastoring wasn't on my list, but I made one. uh It was not a mistake, but right? right. 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 <laughs> fatal error. But right? a fatal error. <laughs> I told God, i will do whatever He tells me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know, you sure? Okay. Well, do this. So it was on from there, man. But it's been a, it's been a great ride.
1: Now, now, what were you doing when that happened as a career before that? Then before. Before, before you were called to ministry.
2: Oh man, I was a, I was a, a barber, man. <laughs> yeah. And so I was still pastoring in a sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, but people come in, and you're their counselor, and you're their man yeah. uh, advisor, and all that other stuff. So yeah, I was a barber by trade, man. Since I was. I don't know for years, man, and uh, it was a it was a great experience just dealing with people and all those yeah. little nuances. You know so I mean? was
1: a bartender for several years. I feel like that's the same job. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Culture, yeah, man. yeah. You know what
2: I'm saying barber, bartender. you yeah, know, yeah. Same <laughs> thing. man. I've been in ministry since I was
0: 17, so I cannot relate all, <laughs> like, at all. Like, 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 at all. Like, like, I feel like a, like a fish out of water right now. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm over here like I was 17 years old as a student pastor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so tell us, tell us, how did you get to Gadsden, Alabama?
2: Well man, I was um, again the pastor in the church there in Smyrna, Tennessee. Uh big shout out to Living Truth Christian Center. What's up, uh Smyrna family? And uh uh Amos L. Howard Senior is the pastor's name there. I connected with, with him, man, got into that church and started working slowly, that type of thing. You know, I was a guy, go to church and I'm the first one out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh slowly but surely, man, I started getting more acclimating to the to the church and man just God just began to kind of grow me and stretch me. And um man, eventually, after a period of time, man, once I accepted my call into ministry and all those things, I was, you know, uh doing the work there helping at the church. And man, I was helping my pastor who planted this church here. And um I was driving him down, you know what I mean? I was just doing whatever I needed to be. I was doing sound, I was doing all this other type yeah. of stuff, you know, and um man, I'm ministering and one morning, I was on this track, you know what I mean? I was walking the track, exercising, so you could tell that was years ago. <laughs> and uh, now I, just, I felt God telling me that I'm gonna call you to go to the in campus. And I said, okay, well, uh, okay, God, I'll go, but you're gonna have to tell my pastor because I never wanted to be the guy who was trying to get a position or trying to do this or whatever. And so, and it was, uh, I don't know, man, a very short period of time after that, on a Wednesday night after church, he calls me and my wife into the office and he says, uh, you know what, I'm relieving you of all your duties here. And my wife was a worship leader at the time, main worship wow. leader and all of that, because God is said, it's time for you to go to the gazing church. So God fulfilled my request. And at yeah, this point, I got to fulfill awesome. my end of the bargain. Man, yeah. And God, um, man, he led us here. And uh, it's just been a divine uh, move for us. You know what yeah, I mean? That's good. Uh, it took some courage and all of that to do it because yeah, I'm man. on my own business. wife is working and you know she's uh, do, uh working her job and all of that so we had to uh trust god and walk by faith man so yeah that's a big change Yeah, major change man yeah major man.
0: change so like today really what we want to do is just you know we brought ty in not just you know just to just just to talk really i mean we, we really wanted to bring him in like for a purpose because we were talking about you know when what are we going to do in the midst of just kind of our current racial climate and so thomas and I, we were sitting here talking about man we we need to bring in another voice. So, like, we really need to bring in another voice. So and like Thomas and Ty, like I, I, I met Ty just kind of in passing. Today was the first time that I really ever had a really good conversation with Ty. But Thomas has known Ty for you know months now, like connected yeah, through ministry yeah. and all these things. And so we really want to talk about Ty's experiences, you know, growing up as a black man in, in America, yeah. and also as a black pastor, and how all of these things are in this current climate. And then really just start the conversation. Like that's the biggest thing. Yeah. We were talking about this beforehand, prepping for this podcast. We want to start an open dialogue that is not just one time. That's a continuing dialogue yeah. with us as friends, with us as brothers in Christ. Yeah. Because what we talk about, like, not all of us have the same experiences. Yeah. And we need to realize that. We need to open our eyes to that. And we need to accept that. And the best way to do that is to listen to others from other cultures Amen. and other experiences.
1: Let me say this, too. Like, part of, part of what I think is unique about this is that, Gadsden and I've said it before and I don't know if I said it on here but um, there's high walls around the churches in Gadsden yeah, man. And so I think that's across any grouping of yeah. people it's just like people are afraid you're going to steal their people yeah. people are afraid that you're going to steal their ideas and so there's not a lot of holding hands even though we may be a part of associations with each other there's a lot of a lot of high walls around churches mm-hmm. and so what I liked about you Ty when I first met you and we went out for lunch was that we really seemed to agree that what we want is networking to churches for the sake of a better kingdom impact yeah. to reach more people with the gospel, yeah. and I think we're like, man, whatever that takes, we can do that. And so the fact that you and I were like an African American dude and a white dude yeah. like that that yeah. was just like another thing. You yeah. know, yeah. But the, the, what we wanted was to see different parts of our community know Jesus. Yeah. And so I was really excited about. It giving Ty a call. Ty actually called me and asked me to be a part of something online I couldn't work it out at that particular time and then I called you and you were yeah. willing to do it so thanks for being yeah. on with Yeah us. man, I appreciate you uh, yeah. having me on man. Yeah. I appreciate it.
2: I think uh, exactly what you said, you know, um, the church culture, that's his own thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. So me just being, uh, not being from Gadsden, that presents his own thing. No but doubt. Yeah man. You yeah. know, um, it's unfortunate, you know, because uh, my, we we came here and our only objective was to how can we uh, be a part of helping uh, push the kingdom agenda forward. You know yeah, what I mean. But yeah. I, you, you face some resistance there, man. But once you know you're called to a place, you do what you what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And I just believe we're better together than we are apart. So
1: do you and, feel like that it took a little while for you to exegete the culture down here? You know.
2: Yeah, man. Um, I think it's one thing to commute to a place because that's what we did initially we did that for years uh we're about two and a half hours away there in Smyrna so yeah. we would drive down have church drive back you know mm-hmm. five miles round trip we did that for years yeah. man, it's one thing man to kind of go in and out you know what I mean it's yeah. another thing when you're here you know you sure. live here and uh really trying to digest and and uh get acclimated to uh what the the nuts and bolts of everything are, you know what I mean? It it took a little bit, man. Uh, In all communities, you know what I mean? Black community, white community, just with people in general. Just, uh, who's this guy? You know, and the size of the area, it's kind of like just your last name gives you, give it away. Like, you don't know too many Dillons. Yeah. Well, let yeah. me see. Hey, where are you from? You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Who are you? You yes. know what I mean?
1: so funny out there in this city, man. I literally was delivering packets for VBS to mm-hmm. people that signed up. We had like 80% of people were on our VBS, for virtual VBS, and we're not even connected with our church. So I'm driving up on the mountain, Nakalula Mountain, and I'm up on the mountain and I'm looking at this packet going, this dude's last name, man, I got a family with that last name. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I asked him, are you related to so-and-so? He's like, yeah. I said, hey, man, we're cousins.
0: One of the former pastors here, he used to make the joke about me being local. He's like, man, listen, Tyler was either kin to him or he dated somebody that they knew or he dated him. Like, like, it, it, yeah, it really everybody is, says that about yeah, you.
1: Everybody, everybody yeah, everybody
0: knows <laughs> me. And so, like, I mean, I couldn't imagine. I mean, and it's, I couldn't imagine. And, I mean, just part of being local, I guess just dropping into a culture and yeah. saying yeah. Like, like, like a city like gadsden or anywhere really and say okay i'm gonna do what god does i mean i'm gonna do i yeah. mean i've grown up here like i mean it's just like man i'm gonna follow god in my hometown yeah. i was and in just,
1: appalachia maryland for nine years and never felt like i fully got a grip on the culture wow you know what i mean it was <laughs> just it's so on the surface like where i grew up mm-hmm. southern feeling but it really is not and so i never felt like i really got a good grasp but yeah. now here growing up in it i thought like it's like the
2: back mm-hmm. of my hand you know what yeah mean? yeah well is the benefit to that you know, in my my personal opinion, and here's how I looked at it. You know, that God would take me and plant me in a place where I don't have some of the uh, the biases of. Sure. Oh, here's my family. Here I'm with the high school yeah, with yeah, this yeah, guy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or I play ball with this guy, so I can stand uh, flat footed and, and give the word of God, and I don't have some of those things to kind of work through. That hey, I yeah. really want to say this, but I don't want. You know what I mean? So I believe that's one of the reasons God would plant me here, cause, because I just give the word man and it is what it is you know what i mean i don't yeah. have some of those things that i have to depend on or what's gonna happen when i go to granny's house and the family's yeah. there and that type of thing you know now since then let me let me be clear man people there are people who have just embraced us like family you yeah, know what i mean sure, and sure. it's just uh it's been a a relationship that's been very loving very kind so it hasn't been all resistance man it's been it's been wonderful in a lot of aspects you yeah, know what I
1: mean? sure. it's been great yeah and what what i think what tyler and i were talking about the other day is something that i've been talking about since i got here and tyler's resonated with and a lot of people in our leadership our church resonated with is that uh, from my experience moving away i mean i lived from alabama mm-hmm. to texas for seminary yeah. and then back to alabama then up north that's for us north i know yeah. it's still in the south of <laughs> maryland and yeah. uh you know my experience was when i moved back down here I had forgotten how segregated and how much racism was still alive, hardcore, yeah. which is everywhere, but I, I could see it so differently coming yeah. back into our culture here in Gadsden. And uh, not everybody is at the same level as other people, but it's it's definitely deep and it's thick and it's ingrained and it's generational. Yeah. And so my desire has been, how do we address this in the church? Yeah. Because we got people that love Jesus that don't realize that like they don't realize that they're just like me—that they're that, that I'm a recovering racist, recovering bigot, yeah. you know—and yeah. so how do we get them to that point of that? Um, and it's a process, man. It's like a dialogue that we're talking about having here. So how do we get them down the path? And what's funny is like I was talking to both you guys, um, a year ago we planned out sermons that we're about to hit in July that are gonna deal with this issue because we're just preaching through the book of Ephesians piece by piece. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're gonna be hitting some of those things at the same time as all this stuff has come down with the the killing of George Floyd and you've got all the protests happening and all this stuff is kind of brought into conversation at every home right now. And so, you know, I didn't want to get on here and talk about particularly those things, although that's part of the conversation. Yeah. What I want to talk about is how do we get people to understand that they are that we have racist issues within us, but it's sin issues within us that are racism is played out by. Um, and how do we change, man? How do how do we open eyes? How do we change how we see people? How do we change how we live together? And how do we get the idea in our head that we are we are. Christians, yeah. like If you're Christians, Absolutely. man, yeah. like uh, we talked a little earlier, like God, I don't think God is colorblind. He created diversity. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Right, you know, but 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 we're a part of a new nation, man. It, yeah. it's the, our citizenship is the citizenship of the yeah. kingdom of God, yeah. right? Absolutely. So we, we're all brothers and
0: sisters. We yeah. need to realize that as a community, as a faith family, we are closer to Christians of another race mm-hmm. than we are the non-Christian People of our same race, right. Sure. right? And that's the thing that we yeah. don't realize. We 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 think that we're closer to you know the people that are, that look like us and all these things. If they aren't saved, you're closer to the Chinese brother that's in China right now, or the African sister who's meeting in church in China in Africa right now, and we we are closer in that regard. And I don't think that we do. Yeah. A lot of us do. You know, I don't yeah. think that we realize that there's there's this big kingdom, really big kingdom. And I think that that big kingdom says, you know what? we're all one nation, we're all one flesh, and yes, because we're sure. all united sure. in the blood of Christ. Ephesians mm-hmm. 2, you know, tearing down the wall of hostility to make us one in Christ Jesus. And Absolutely. So, so Ty, like, so tell us some of your experiences, man. Like, just, let's just start so, this conversation yeah. like that. let yeah. okay.
1: yeah. me preface it by saying this, too. I didn't realize that I did not, I mean, I'm just my ignorance, man. I did not realize that African-American people really are treated differently in certain contexts and demographics and moments yeah. Then say like white people are yeah. because we talked about earlier and i'll let like, you go after this and we, no 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 you're, you're good man, man. Yeah, you're good but you're uh, good. I, I didn't realize that like you know while every minority culture understands the majority culture which is white culture in the mm-hmm. united states but by necessity that the white culture does not understand minority cultures right. at all, really. You know, right. well, all we see is we see on the news or well, we have a couple of friends, but we don't really understand things at all. And we have no thing that makes us want to understand mm-hmm. that for the most part. Yeah. And so it wasn't until I had some friends of mine develop friendships and saw people get treated differently that my mind was blown. Like yeah. I had no idea that literally people get hassled differently in certain contexts, that people are fearful for things. And that's a real thing, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: yeah uh, it's absolutely a real thing. And uh, let me just say, man, I, I appreciate, again, the dialogue and I sure. appreciate the the honesty and authenticity because I believe that is going to be the core of people really getting an understanding of yeah. this. You know, when we kind of sit by, back and we all act like we all have it together and we act like, you know, uh, at the barbecue or the fish fry or uh, whatever, that we don't say certain things or we don't have per- certain perspectives or we haven't been taught these things when we were uh young or or whatever it is and we kind of just smile and all that's like fictitious you know what i mean but if we get to the nuts and bolts and we're honest about you know how we were raised or you know to sit here and say i'm recovering uh racist you know what i mean that type of thing man i can appreciate that i can respect that you know um this is what it is this is how i was i'm I'm changed in Christ. However, I'm working through what I'm working through, and I don't know what I don't know. Sure, all you know ma'am. is what you know. It's not like you know you take a break and you pause and say, "Hey, I want to be another race now yeah. for the next ten years." <laughs> and right, no, this right. is what I know. This is yeah. my experience, and so that's why you know I wouldn't sit here and try to represent every black person because all, all I know is Ty's yeah, experience. Yeah, exactly, sure, man. And um, someone may say, you know, and I've heard black people say this: "Like, there's no race problem. What are you talking about?" You know, and but it's the bubble that they've been, they've been living in, or whatever it is. But yeah. for some of us, it's been it's been an issue. And I won't sit here and act like man. I'm just there. People who are burning crosses on my lawn and doing all this other type right. stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. But however, I do. I can look over my life uh, and see that I have always had to be aware of my skin color. Hmm. You know, where where ever I've gone. You know, I've had to be aware of what neighborhoods not to go in. You know what I mean? You don't. Uh, we've we're kind of taught uh, whether it is uh, directly or whether it is suggested that there's certain neighborhoods that are kind of too nice and you shouldn't be in those neighborhoods. You know mm. uh, those kinds of things. Not just living. I mean, just driving in the area. Yeah. yeah. You know, because you want to stick out like a sore thumb. You know. Can you uh,
1: can you explain a little bit about that? I mean, I, so, yeah. so I think it's hard for me. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around that. I know yeah. what you're saying. I understand yeah. that. I believe that. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around that. To, to, to empathize yeah Like I can sympathize with that but to empathize yeah. that can yeah. you express like how you came to those realizations or how you experienced that maybe give it I'm putting it on the spot maybe yeah 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 no of- you're good
2: no man um, I was used like uh, where I stayed was north side of Milwaukee which is um, a lot of people think Milwaukee because it's Wisconsin mm-hmm. it's kinda like Vernon Shirley happy days <laughs> right. that's, that's Wisconsin no yeah. was, I think I think uh, last I checked Wisconsin was Wisconsin as a state was maybe four percent black, but they're all in Milwaukee, Just yeah, about, you yeah, know right, what I right, mean? Right, yeah. And so, um, I say Northside, man, so black people all around me, you know what I mean? And there's different malls, uh, maybe the Mayfair Mall or uh, Brookfield Mall or Northridge Mall, and you wouldn't know these places, but they're kind of on the outskirts, the nicer malls, you know what I mean? There was yeah. a mall called uh, Capitol Court, I think it's called Midtown or something now, but uh, Capitol Court back in the day, that was the black folks' mall, Mm. you know, so you were cool to go there. You can go and pull up and have the music playing or whatever you like to do, and we're teenagers, so we're doing teenage stuff, you know what I mean? And you'd be fine, but if you took that same behavior and you went out to Northridge or Mayfair or whatever it is, then your mom would say something like, you know, be careful when you're out there, you know what I mean? Be careful when you're out that way. And man, you're talking about getting uh, pulled over or you're talking about just uh, getting harassed or going to certain stores, and it's like, you're being followed around the store and you notice that uh the the salesperson everywhere you go there there you know yeah, what i mean you got a personal yeah. shopper a personal <laughs> personal <laughs> helper you know what I mean? and yeah. being um made your presence being um it feels like what is a threat to that particular establishment sure, and all yeah. you're trying to do is you know buy something or look at yeah. this or see something different or just um Going to a, uh, a particular neighborhood, man, crossing certain streets. So, um, it's like almost we had a a map. 'Cause we didn't have GPS back then. You know right. what I mean? you had a map <laughs> in your head that what's a yeah. map? Exactly. I remember <laughs> MapQuest. Do you all
0: remember that? Like, yeah, I yeah. remember I remember that. Print like, off the directions. Yeah, you printed off the directions. <laughs> yeah, so, like, yeah. That was like the first GPS thing.
2: Right? But maps <laughs> exactly. So anyways, you <laughs> had a map. It's almost like you had a map in your head that these streets were your boundaries. <laughs> this is your <laughs> territory. This is where you need to be. Man. And because if I cross uh, This certain sector in the city that I was asking for uh for trouble almost you know what I mean and so um,
1: you say trouble though okay so that's the same for like for like white people you know thinking like you don't go into this neighborhood because you might get trouble but when when we when we say trouble like that we mean you you know there's violence there there you (laughs) might be there might be violence against you because you're white in an african-american neighborhood so when you say that what do you mean by
2: I'm talking about trouble from the police I'm saying like being harassed or I'm saying, uh, you know, just a someone in that neighborhood, you know, um, using some derogatory terms or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, That's the kind of trouble I'm talking about. I'm not talking about anybody, any violence or any shootings or any of those type of things. It's a different kind of, of trouble, man. And those are the kind of things we had to kind of work through in our minds. You know, there's a certain time that you knew that, okay, I need to be back on my side of town. Right. You know, Man. that kind of thing.
1: Means, you know? like growing up here, you, you were you were told, you know, as people, I grew up went to Southside High School, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I was told, if you're on Tuscaloosa Avenue, you're only down there for no good. Yeah. And that's a bad place. I mean, you yeah. do no good on there, it's dangerous. Down yeah. there. You know, well, that's not dangerous for everybody
2: down there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, don't go down same down type of things. If you're at this particular mall, you know, you, you got to be out there stealing. Yeah. But you certainly couldn't afford anything right. in these stores, right. you know what I mean? You. Sure. You know, and uh you have to be out there trying to steal something on store, steal something off the car, steal the cars and the, the nicer cars, that type of thing. So that was kind of the the assumption, you know, and um that those were the things we had to work through man, and and deal with. You know, I remember one time and I was I was driving and um and how old were you at this point? I probably was about maybe 17 or 18 mm-hmm. and uh, I used to wear uh, uh I think it's a Houston Texans baseball cap because they had the T yeah, you yeah, know yeah, for, tie. for tie, you right, know what right. I mean? Yeah. I used to wear the baseball cap man and uh, I had a, a 84 uh, cutlass you know? <laughs> a cutlass man and uh, I'm just driving man kind of minding my business I get pulled over man the cops hop out and when I say they hop out man they hop out like I was uh on America's Most Wanted and they had just got their suspect and you know they come to both sides and man they search me up and down, they are checking out my card, all this other stuff. Were you doing yeah. anything wrong driving? Like like I was driving while black. You know what i mean? so they, pull, they pulled you out of the car. They refreshed yeah. you, they No, I didn't get pulled out of the car, but what happened was the guy they had me uh just kinda hemmed up on both sides. I'm yeah, sitting yeah, there yeah. in the car and at this time, um, some people may remember this, man. This just didn't start with uh, shootings of yeah, yeah. of people man getting yeah. getting shot. I'm yeah. not just talking about harassed, I'm talking about killed. So back then it was like I remember there was a story of a guy who reached for a cassette tape. Yeah. You know, and so I'm sitting there and, you know, we've kind of been taught to, man, just keep your hands on the steering wheel, yeah, you know, sure. so you're thinking all oh, this this could, this could go bad, you know? So they had me all surrounded and all this other stuff. And he's kind of going off on me and all this stuff and give me your license and all of that. And it's like, do I reach for my license or do I do, what do I do? He, if I don't reach for it, he's going to say, you're not complying. But if I do, then he reach for something. So what do you do? Yeah, you know? Man. And so I slowly got my stuff out, man, gave it to him. Everything was good. And, um, Man, they got another call or something happened. And he said, Hey, you know, we gotta go, you know, that type of thing. And I think that's the thing that kinda got me out of that. You know what I mean? Um goodness. And he said when he left, he said, get this get this uh, get this crack fixed on your windshield. And it was about, I don't know, man, an inch crack or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And um I thought he was about to kinda billy club the windshield. When he said, Get get this crack fixed. I thought yeah, he was yeah, gonna yeah. Mm-hmm. But his guy, his his the um, his partner was telling him, "Hey, we got to get out of here." You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So they left. Man, it was just kind of by the grace of God. But you're talking about being shook like the rest of the day, mm-hmm. yeah. the next day. Yeah. You get home. You're happy to get home. You really don't even want to drive anywhere else because you're curious about how's it going to turn out the next time. I got yeah. I got out of this one by the hair of my chinny chin chin. you yeah, know? right, right. So what's going to happen on the next time? So you have those experiences, those things build. They just they just they shape you in a way, you yeah. know. Um, there's just this unspoken thing. So now, driving is not just driving. It's almost like navigating through, you know, yeah. this this maze of what neighborhoods to go to and what streets to take and or what time is it. Or oh, I can't well I can't go this area because you know. So you're living with that type of um, I don't mean those boundaries. Which yeah, have been yeah, sick yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like, yeah, like so for yeah. me, like,
0: I mean, you you talking about getting pulled over, you know, yeah. like that. Like, it reminded me of the story that I got pulled over in my hometown in my girlfriend, now wife's, front yard by yeah. police. Mm-hmm. And the cop came up with a gun drawn on me and then 10-year-old girlfriend's little brother, who's now my, you know, 17-year-old brother-in-law, yeah. with a gun drawn on us. And, and and I remember that moment, and at no point was I terrified, because I knew I didn't do anything wrong. Wow. And, and and my car was a suspected vehicle in the city of Itala for like doing something illegal and all this. But I like that's just a story that I tell now. That I laugh about, like, yeah. like, 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 I mean, I mean, I have the tag from that car that says forty-four pounds in my in, in my office. It's, 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 it's literally up there. And, it,
1: it, it is up there Which looks like he like carries a lot of marijuana. water. Yeah, and I, was
0: driving, I was driving a '98 gold Camry with tinted windows. I mean, like, and, and, and like, but I was never scared like that. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, I, it's just something I tell it tell tell just across the table to make people laugh now. Yeah. That me and Zane got a gun pulled on us by a police officer who was you know a little bit. Over
2: yeah. Man, you had a completely different experience. Oh, completely different experience. And I was around
0: your age. Yeah. Mean, yeah.
2: Yeah. And I mean, something as simple as license place cover. You know, make sure it's not too dark because the police will pull you over. It. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things. You wanted to make sure everything was right with your car and your music wasn't too loud and you just didn't agitate anything. You know, the interesting thing about it is, uh, you know, the flip side, because I don't want to sit here and say like, man, all cops are this, right, my right. best buddy, my best friend out of high school Went straight to the police force, his brother's a police mm-hmm. Good guys, yeah. uh, awesome guys, you know, that type of thing So it's not just the force in right. general yeah. Right? Yeah. But there's people, man, who just, I don't care if they were a garbage man They would probably, you know, dump your trash over If they didn't, you know, if they were racist or, yeah, or whatever yeah, it yeah, is yeah, So sure. ha- it just happens to be their particular way that they can act out what's in their heart because it's going to come back down to a heart The hard part
1: for police, I mean, like 99.9% of them are great guys Mm -hmm. that want to just serve the community, right? And then there's some that have this, like, it's like everything else, somebody has a race issue. Somebody has a, whatever. Which is, yeah. let well, I me mean, like you just point out. That's yeah. any profession. Any profession.
2: Like, yeah, well, that's any profession. But
1: that profession in particular has authority written all over it. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's a yeah. different.
0: And it it's under a microscope constantly. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But, yeah.
2: I, I, I'll tell this story about my uh, about my buddy. We we run. We used to run like this, man. You know what I mean? Uh And where he was, I was, or whatever. We just were super close, you know. And one day I couldn't find him, and he was answering the phone and all this. And I know he's a cop, so I'm trying to figure out, okay, what what's happened. And um man, when I finally talked to someone in his family, he was like, oh, he got shot. He's in the hospital. You know, and thank God he only he caught a bullet uh in his foot, the bottom of his foot, and so it healed. He's back, you know, everything was was cool. But I talked to him like, man, what happened? He said, you know, we did a raid and this guy was sitting on the couch and he was determined in his mind he's not going back to jail. And so he just started shooting and he jumped out a second story window. And he was shooting at the police. He was just helping me understand, like, in that moment, it's not black, white, anything. It's just people see us against them, that that kind of thing. And he said, I I have those kinds of things happen where people just, in their mind, I'm not going to jail today. And they'll do whatever they need to do. And so Mm -hmm. now I'm trying to go home, you know, to my family. And so it becomes its own thing. You know what I mean? But then when you sprinkle the whole uh the race and the biases and all of that it just makes for a bad situation
1: and it's so complicated right We just talked about it i don't want to get into it too much honestly but yeah 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 george floyd's um toxicology yeah it came back you know with doing the autopsy and it seems that he had some type of methamphetamines and Mm -hmm. some fentanyl in his system um which for some people will exonerate the Mm -hmm. police officers yeah dude it doesn't matter if this guy hit a cop yeah like, you don't put your knee on a guy's neck with or your full force for nine right? yeah. that, That's yeah. just, there's no excuse, right? Yeah. There's yeah. no excuse. And at the same time, I, I think some people want to see, like, the death penalty for this guy, yeah. which maybe the law calls for. You can't change what the law says for yeah. a, a particular case. So we, who knows what's going to happen? It seems like they're going to try to press it to the extent of the law the fullest they can, which is good. Um, but I, I feel like that it doesn't matter now because now there's a little bit of, of like doubt cast on it because yeah. it's toxicology report. And so one side's going to say, well, you know, if he hadn't been doing the bad things, he mm-hmm. wouldn't get treated this way. Right, But that that has nothing to do with what happened to this guy and how he died. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you got the other side of things where, you know, no justice for something, no matter what you do, some justice won't be enough for some people yeah. too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but the real issue I'm, I'm concerned with is these are all real things. Some people don't understand it. What I want is for our people in our church. Yeah. to recognize like maybe when I look at people, maybe when I think of people, maybe when I talk to people, when I talk about people, I'm coming at this from a sinful perspective that I wasn't aware of. And I need to become aware of that. and I need to change.
0: So yeah. Thomas, I'm going to put you on the spotlight. Like, we'll be a good example of that. Like, 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 we, like we've had conversations like, you know, there's overt racism and there's like covert racism, which mm-hmm. is kind of like socially acceptable racism. Sure. Then right. nobody's going to call anything out, out on it. So like, could you give me an example of that, like, like what you have Yeah, saying? so
1: I mean, you know, like when we were moving back to this area, like less than two years ago, we were talking to folks in this town that we know and love, like relationally connected to, you know, um, and talking about one particular neighborhood, we were looking at a house, and they were they made sure to make sure we understood that there were some black people who live in that neighborhood, and my wife and I are like, well, and? Yeah. Like, what are you trying <laughs> to say? You know? and, What's uh, that matter? Yeah, you know, and, 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 and the, the statement was made, um, yeah, well, well, but they're the right kind of black people, huh. you know, like they, they're, they're in this neighborhood because they want their kids in a better educational environment, right. you know, and, and like, there's so many wrong things with that statement. Yeah. And so addressing that in that moment, it seemed to be more of a shock than Mm. it did do any change in that moment but that's just something that's just in the hearts man like that's just that people have these ideas and they're like trying to make it an us versus them or there's different grades of this minority group or Mm. or that another example would be you know people that are concerned about their kids going to school with or being friends with or
0: dating people of other like backgrounds yeah. and ethnically. Which is big in this area. Oh man. I mean I mean like I mean I grew up, you know, I went to Wanna Park Elementary. So like I mean I was I was telling them before this, I grew I went to Wanna Park Elementary, so like I grew up in a very interracial environment. All right. In sixth grade I went to Ivy Elementary, which because they had a sixth grade in the elementary school, so I could go to school one more year with my brother. It was easier for my parents to pick me up. Yeah. I walk in and there was no black people. And I was like I was in culture shock. I mean because I mean my best friend, I mean the, in elementary school was a, was a black kid. And I walk in there was no African Americans at this school and I'm like oh my gosh, what do I do with this? Like what do I do with this? And, like, do I do this? and when I went back to Edowal Middle, it was almost like a culture shock for my older friends, but for me I was like, man, this is like yes. Mm-hmm. But then like I mean I had kids that said, "Listen, if you if you date a black girl, like I ain't talking to you." Like uh-huh. like and I'm like are you kidding me? Like, 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 like seriously?
1: Well, when I went to high school, up until my senior year, we had one African American student out yeah. uh, of eight hundred students. Oh man! You know what I'm saying? And so, Pressure. I, like, like how you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, how do you even understand what you're doing wrong? Well, in do environment? How do you? How do you change? Yeah, how do you I don't, see I don't it? know
2: if you do, man. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't. Let me. Let me. I'm not saying I don't know if you do change. Right. Right. I don't know that you can just see something that you've always. Been a part. You're of. swimming in it, Yeah. Man. You don't, doing, know, you don't know. You're yeah, yeah,
0: And especially as kids, man. Like, like yeah. you know. But, but then as we get older, like, I mean, like, I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and he was said, he said, you know, my dad used to say, man, once boy, one black person moves to the neighborhood, yeah, man, the yeah. neighborhood's yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. The neighborhood's yeah. gone. And, yeah. And, and and he said, man, I'll never forget. We had African neighbors move in, and like my dad treated them differently. Like yeah. I watched it happen,
2: and yeah. I'm like, man, like, so I didn't grow up in that becomes, part. Man. It was just different. The question becomes, where did he get that from? whether that person gets that from with it because it's passed down, man. Yeah, and, man. you know, all you have to do is, is go and look at a, a playground with kids and mm-hmm. just put them in there. Man, those kids are just going to play. They don't care, man. They don't <laughs> care, yeah, dude. They, they, yeah. they don't care, man. They're going to just play and they're going to have fun, you know, do, do. what kids do, yeah. right. Eat candy. They just do kids stuff.
1: Yeah. We home, we homeschool our kids, and we just got through for, for whatever the context was about two three months ago uh, in the history book we were using for homeschooling. It talked about the civil rights movement. Yeah. And my kids. And it, it wasn't a February either. Like it was like March. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember exactly. Yeah, like March. But I, remember I, remember I remember just being like, my kids were just like, what? Yeah. Like they didn't even understand how to compute that. Yeah. Like that people because of skin tone were treated differently yeah. and why mm-hmm. and how and what's going on like they they we read some martin luther king stuff you know mm-hmm. at their level and yeah. talked about it and they just they, they just it, it was like this like i cannot imagine i don't understand how yeah. to like, compute that you know yeah. kids don't get it they so it's what it, you're man. brought up in man it, it is what you
2: brought up in and i, I think it's um uh, we're brought up in in certain um environments and you know what i mean different cultural dynamics and uh I think to admit that that's error is also to simultaneously admit that whoever taught you that was an error yeah yeah so sometimes sometimes, the allegiance to whoever Paul Paul yeah yeah yeah, whoever that allegiance to that to say that they were wrong and that they were a racist or whatever then some people they can't swallow that pill you know what I mean or it's very difficult for them to do yeah you know because I believe at the end of the day man uh, the core of, the core, if, we, if the core of who we are, man, um, as humans, if we sit in the, if we just sit in that and say, hey, would I want someone to treat me this way? Yeah. We all can answer certain things emphatically, no, emphatically, yeah. yes, whatever it is. And the fact that we're able to kind of brush over that and still do what we do is said that there's something missing, or there's some insecurities, or there's a group that I need to make sure that I press or whatever it is there's some uh some things about me that i'm not um i'm not strong enough to stand up and say hey no that's wrong or no i'm not going to do that you know that type of thing or i justify it in my own mind to say oh those are the good ones oh those are right. this one and i try right. to compartmentalize who's who and all that and you, you can never do that that's always going to get you in, in trouble man uh yeah. as, as it relates to that i think understanding is the
1: key yeah. I, I think so, man. And I, That's the hardest thing. I had a professor tell me a long time ago, the hardest thing to remember is what it's like to not know something. Yeah. Yeah. And so once you become self-aware mm-hmm. of the issues in your own heart, um, then it's easier to deal with those things. But how do you take and remember what it's like to not know and then help somebody else come through that process? Yeah. You know, that's, that's really hard to do. And, and that's what I, I want. I, mean, I, I I, it, it's as subtle it's as subtle as language used I heard somebody say the other day um, you know I was on their side until mm-hmm. until they started getting violent and now you know I'm, I'm not on that side anymore mm-hmm. and I'm like why, is, why Why are we saying that I'm on their side yeah, yeah. like why are we using <laughs> us and them language yeah. here this is a this is everybody's problem this is everybody's mm-hmm. everybody should be upset about this oh, yeah. and just because somebody's being violent doesn't change the fact that we should be upset about an injustice yes. yeah. you know but and then you got that generation is like for us, maybe for our age, time How uh, old are you, Todd? Uh, no, you know <laughs> <laughs> 42, man. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm 43. And uh, for us, you know, I think. Like we grew up, and I think it's different for us even than it is for like yeah. Tyler and younger, mm-hmm. because that generation, like if Papa was wrong, Papa was wrong, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that, and yeah. I'm not gonna put up with it, yeah. you know. Yeah. But for our generation, it's it's harder. For our generation, older, it's harder to go back and say that Papa was wrong or yeah. you know, Grandma yeah. was wrong or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think it's changing. But I think there's still such a divide between. The, the folks that don't even recognize it's a real issue, especially and justify
0: it here in the Bible Belt South. Yeah. I am not, to, I'm not yeah, to no, reject right, that. Right. I mean, that, like yeah. especially here. Yeah. And so, I mean, we, we we and the thing is, we try to justify it by mm-hmm. saying, "Well, that's how I was raised."
1: Mm-hmm. So, so like, how, I mean, do, how do we change it then?
0: Yeah, how do we change that? Like, 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 where do we go from here, Tyler? Like, like, how can we? You know, I'm, I I always go back to James. You know, being slow to slow to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, quick slow to listen. slow. Yeah, yeah, slow to anger, quick to listen. And if you watch social media, social media is like that's you better be it. quick to speak. Mm-hmm. You better get angry as quick as possible. And what in the world's listening. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. we yeah. we don't do that. And so, like, yeah. like, how can how can we change? How how would you you know tell these people that man? Like, how how can we listen better? How can we understand and
2: and come to you know that place of understanding? Like you just said. Well, I think it's uh, that's the key word, man. Mm-hmm. Understanding, but understanding comes uh, with wanting to understand and wanting to know, you know, and wanting to get some type of context around the person, because, um, I think that's one of the things we do, um, terribly as people in general, hmm. man, we, we take stuff out of context and we say, oh, yeah, that person, man. they did that because they're just bad. They're a hmm. criminal, whatever. And we don't think about, oh, they had five or six, uh, brothers and sisters at home and they're raising them almost because mom's on drugs or whatever it is. Yeah, and or she's working. F- and, yeah, yeah, they feel like they yeah. don't have any other choice or whatever it is. Or they're young and their brain hasn't even developed to where they, they can you know, process and think through that process. Yeah. And, or they grew up in a certain environment which said that this is what you should do and how you should do and all of that. And it's like you said, you don't, you don't know what you don't know yeah and you know so um i think getting understand it and getting some context man some some conversation around that stuff you know um and really trying to to understand one another
1: yeah you know and seeing value how do you do value, that, you know do you do that unless you're
2: intentional
1: y'all you have to be you know like like for instance you and i connected one day i guess outside of the building here yeah. when you're picking up your son yeah. up or something mm-hmm. and we talked about that you reached out to me, I think said, let's mm-hmm. get together, yeah, yeah. you know, and so uh, in, in my first thoughts, like, yeah, let's go eat some lunch together. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing was, let's get together at somebody's house. Yeah, yeah. And then COVID-19 yeah, struck yeah. and <laughs> yeah. here we are, right. Yeah. Um, but that That's the intentionality like I, I don't want to say that I only want to be friends with Ty because he's a black guy and I'm a mm. white guy yeah. and because we need to get intentional about that, yeah, yeah. I like Ty yeah. Ty and I love Jesus man yeah. so I, I think I have fun being around Ty yeah, yeah. Um, but i I do think it's intentionality like we want our kids we live in an almost all Anglo community mm-hmm. we want our kids to grow up around all kinds of people mm-hmm. man where high-income low-income african-american asian white you know like whatever man people that speak spanish people that don't we just want to have that exposure man and just so that when when you're exposed to more and more people and recognize we're all people Mm -hmm. and we all need jesus and we're all sinners and we all have problems and when we can be honest and real in those conversations and not make it all about the race thing or not make it all about but that to be a part of the conversation i think that's where the intentionality happens first thing you gotta do is Find somebody that you can talk to. I think a lot of people are open to saying, like, hey, I don't understand what's going on. Can you help me?
2: Man, listen, that right there, just that statement is a great open door to a conversation for most people. Now you got crazies, man, in every ethnic group. You know what I mean? So, uh, again, I'm not speaking for all black people, but just to hear, hey, I don't get it. But I want to get it. Let's talk. Yeah. yeah. You know, versus yeah. saying uh, I don't get it, and you guys shouldn't feel that way. And you know what I mean? Right. You should feel how we right. feel. Right. You know that type of thing. That is like very con. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me how I feel and how not to feel. <laughs> yeah. you're like you're still trying to tell me what to do. You know what I mean? so, so it can be very condescending yeah and uh that's when you see different things happen and people feel like their back is against the wall and i need to make you listen to me yeah you know what i mean and by whatever means you know but having that saying hey i don't get it all i don't i don't understand that's that's a major piece man that's a major piece and and here's the thing for me here's here's my thing you feel how you feel you know and i believe that if you're really trying to have genuine authentic relationship the only way you're going to do that you have to give the other person or other persons The opportunity to be free in how they feel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have, I I can't tailor that when I come to the table with you. You know, I need you to say, man, I'm recovering racist. Okay, I can work with that. Yeah. Yeah. But when you come to the table, like, oh, no, no, I'm good, man. I got, I have one black friend. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? We we justify You're trying to justify it and prove to me, you know, whatever that is, then. We, we, we have some work to do but when we give people the freedom to feel this is where I am this is how I feel you know and how can we work through this sure. that's the starting point is honesty and authenticity someone said yeah. this man and I think it's true that's good they said that you know um, there's no unity without honesty yeah then, man 100 percent, man I mean, there's no unity without honesty 100%. so if we're gonna come together man it's like we're gonna we have to be honest and just and there's put no change there.
1: without intentionality that's that's correct you know what i'm saying yeah. like nothing's just gonna change for the positive on the yeah. things will degrade yeah. yeah they will not get better man. and, and just
0: interjecting there you know so many times like we feel like social media is enough yeah like, like anybody can play up can post a black square on yeah. blackout tuesday yeah. and say yeah. hey i'm listening yeah but this is what i mean i'm, I'm sitting there going but are you really? Like, like, like because if, if all you do is post on social media, listen, man. I care about you. I hear you. But you're not intentionally trying to seek to understand yeah. and trying to listen and trying to really say, I want to know how you feel. Yeah. Like, I, I want to know how you feel because, I mean, I, I, I heard this. I heard, I heard Pastor say this one time. You know, fact for fact, feeling for feeling, when talking to his wife. Mm-hmm. I can't exchange facts for feelings because it doesn't change how my wife feels. It's the same thing, like like, and when we have these conversations, we need to talk about the way we feel. And it's like Thomas, I mean, Sunday man, like I mean, I, I brought this up, man. This, I mean, this dude just came out. Was like, man, Listen, I'm a recovering racist. I was a bigot, and just talks about those things. I have never in my life heard a pastor say that from the pulpit. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, man, I can get behind this dude. I respect it. Yeah, I, I can get behind this dude because, like, he he. And I mean, I'm I mean, I'm I mean, I'm, I'm I, work, I serve underneath you, bro, and I serve alongside you. Sure. But for me, like, I'm like man, that guy's broken just like I am, and I can get beside that guy in the trenches. We yeah. can fight together and we can seek to understand together and yeah. so and that's and that's the biggest thing man is seeking to understand and actually stepping out of your comfort zone and doing it yeah. you
1: can you can't you can't watch some of the videos we've watched of life action like people dying getting yeah. shot because they like say that they have legally have a weapon in the car you know, or, or watching a guy get kneeled on mm-hmm. with full weight of a body on top of him yeah. and watch him take his last breath without being impacted and saying something's wrong, man. Yeah. Like, but we're wrong. so desensitized to We gotta be, it, got to be but, but if you, if yeah. you love Jesus, man, yeah. if you love Jesus, you can't, you're not okay with that. I'm a hundred percent with you.
0: I'm just saying like in our culture, I get it. I get that. Weird. We're so insensitized to it. So like, how do we, you know, obviously overcome that because I mean I, 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 mean, I said this the other day it's getting old like I'm tired of seeing you know unarmed black men as hashtags yeah like, like you know like, like I mean I, I, it, it gets old for me like I'm sitting there watching it and the fact that we are so desensitized to it and it happens so often I mean literally just weeks ago we had the Ahmad Aubrey case yeah and then we had the Breonna Taylor case and then we had I mean, Eric Garner, Jameer yeah. Rice I mean we could see her just name, and then name after knows, name and then,
1: and then white White culture says, but there are white people that get killed the same thing. And you're right. That's wrong, too. Yeah. That doesn't change the fact (laughs) that, like, I don't get pulled over and I'm afraid I might die today. You know, because real things happen. It doesn't happen the same way.
2: A hundred percent. And you can name names and you can keep going and all of that. But like you said, how do you change that? And it's a very real experience. And I don't know if people really understand what that's like to live in a... uh, defensive mindset man you know, you're always on the defense like every yeah. soon as you leave your house you're like okay kiss your kids and all that and you're just like man i want to come back home yeah you know man. what i mean and you know i've seen it in metropolitan area of milwaukee you know different stories i could tell you i've seen it in uh louisiana you know i go visit my cousins, and they say hey we can't go swim there and i'm like what do you mean you know what i mean yeah. those kinds of things i've seen it in church
1: yeah.
2: as a pastor man i've walked into the church and someone asked me uh are you lost? Yeah, dude. Wow. Are you lost? I mean, I'm talking about uh, in Ottawa County. Yeah,
1: man. <laughs> are dude, you lost? Wow. You
2: know what I mean? I've I've had the looks and all that because I'm to show yourself friendly. Like I said, I reached out to you. Yeah, I'm yeah, that kind man. of guy. And so it's like, what are you doing here? That type of thing. And I'm like, what do you mean? We're serving the Lord, but are you lost? That kind of thing. So, seeing that man, it is um, it's a very real thing. It's 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 very um in your face it's tangible it's tangible for us man it's a daily thing i was walking Mm -hmm. in my neighborhood and um man you know i live in a good neighborhood nice neighborhood you know that type of thing my neighborhood is is uh probably predominantly white you know what i mean and um man it's been since this covid thing so stay in the area where there's a school school shut down um so but i see an officer in the parking lot you know he's in the suv Mm -hmm. i'm like was he in the parking lot and school shut down I'm out walking in the morning it's 7 o'clock in the morning it's a little chilly I got my hood on I'm walking just getting some exercise but you know what I know the rules Rules. I'm black I'm walking in a predominantly white neighborhood there's cops here man it doesn't matter how cold it is let me take this hood off I want you to be able to see me I want, I'm want. i taking my cell phone out of my pocket so you don't see any kind of bulge so these are the things that you deal with as a black Pastor who loves God, mm. I still have the residue of, you know, those things, and I wouldn't even say the residue is still a reality yeah. that I have to. So I'm, I'm, you know, because I'm thinking someone see me walking and they call the police or what is it? Or so you still deal with those things, and even and I'm waving so you see me. I'm, yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not a threat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you have these things. So then when it's it goes bad and you see it on national. TV or whatever you thinking you're thinking like man okay could that have been me sure my family my cousin my son you know those kinds of things and so that's the that's the effect of it man but the white
1: it, perspective from that is is well if he hadn't reached for that or if he hadn't done yeah, this and it's yeah. it's not the same man and i And that's where it's heartbreaking for me because I know that we're going to have people that we know and love and some we don't know that just watch. They're going to watch this, they're going to listen to this, and and they're going to hear this and go, well, this guy is like an activist, you know what I'm saying? And like, I'm telling you now, this guy is an activist for Jesus. For Jesus. That's what he's an activist for. We're talking about this because we asked you to have this conversation today and and you want to have this conversation but my biggest thing is I don't want people to look at this and be like, okay, I get that, I hear that, I'm sensitive to that. No, this is, from this point, what you need to do if you're listening or watching this is you need to say, okay, God, you go spend time, man. You, you cut off the TV. You open up your word you ask God to reveal in your heart where there's areas that you need to repent of yeah. in regard to this type of conversation to these situations yeah. and say God show me yeah. show me where I am not like Jesus yeah. and then get around other people and ask them yeah. like there's some things about me that I'm not like Jesus let's talk about this for a minute if you hear something out of me that sounds like it's not Jesus like call me out let's talk about it I want to change I want to be like Jesus yeah absolutely and that's what it's going to take man
2: no, that's exactly what it's going to take and it is I believe uh, when we get to our allegiances that are um, we we hold them at a greater esteem than we do our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's when mm-hmm. we get in trouble, whether Ooh, it's our yeah, race, yeah. whether Ooh. it's our neighborhood, whether it's That's our God family, history. whether yeah. it's, it's our our job, organization, our badge, whatever it yeah, is, yeah, yeah. and we hold it at a greater esteem than we do the Word of God. We're going to always find ourselves in a place of division yep. and, and 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 troubles and issues and all of this shirt I have on, man. Be evangelist. He So what is be evangelist?" <laughs> well, it is uh, Acts chapter 1 and, uh, Verse 8 He says After the Holy Spirit comes You're going to be my witness yeah. A lot of times Word association says to us that Witness means I'm going door to door I'm, I'm going to witness And right. he says You're going to be something Anything you're going to be It suggests transformation yeah. It suggests that You're taking on the attributes Or sure. you're taking on the DNA of And so there's a reason This B is in red Because it's the blood of Jesus Man That should have Changed That that has provided an opportunity for us to change. Right. Because it's not a forceful change, you know, it, but it's a, provide an opportunity for us to change and, and be something different. And that something different, I believe, it supersedes a color, it supersedes sure. a, an organization, it supersedes any of those things. And if we can ever have a true allegiance to Christ and who he is, you, you're going to be my witnesses. What do witnesses do in a, a legal setting? Well, they are... Uh, representatives of what happened. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they tell the story of yeah, truth, yeah, yeah. what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the whole purpose. And so we're supposed to be representing what happened with Christ. Yeah. You know what I mean? What he did and and the life he lived. And uh, he, he should be our model. And anybody that, you know, um, that's following after Jesus, man, when you see his model, Jesus embraced people. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? He embraced people. And he was... Um, Man, he was in the thick of things for uh, making sure that people in general really understood um, what he had come for. You see what I mean? And and so I I get confused, even as a pastor, how I can talk to people and say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus. Follow him where? And you know what I mean? And which Jesus are you following? Are you following the idea of Jesus? The guy that's on the necklace or on the picture. The teacher Jesus, yeah. the yeah. savior Jesus,
1: yeah. or the guy that gets you out of this moment of trouble yeah. Jesus, or yeah. are you following the king? The king, mm-hmm.
2: man. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's uh, that settles it all. I know, you know, it's a lot of different little nuances and all of those things, but at the end of the day, I believe it's going to start with believers, man. Yeah. True believers. Yes. Yeah. Who are saying, okay, Jesus is the focal point. Yeah. And all this other stuff, man, it'll... it'll um, Man, it's not uh, our, our goal or our objective. You know what I mean. Well,
1: let, let me do this. I know we're about to close down, yeah. so let me let me just say this. One, I, thank you so much, Ty, for coming. Man, I with appreciate us. you. Absolutely, to Be on. I hope this is a an ongoing conversation. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the context, it's a good and, start. And, and, you know, and, know what I mean? Yeah, man. Exactly. start. Yeah. Um, why don't you say again? This is Ty Dillon. Tell us, tell us, church, how to find your church, yeah. like web, phone, whatever it is, and um, and then we'll close it out for yeah. today.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah. This is Ty Dillon. Uh. Living Truth Christian Center. We're located at uh, 216 Pinehurst Street uh, in East Gadsden, uh, Living Truth cc uh You can find us there on the web. Uh, 256-494-3100. Um, that's us, man. We're um, we're one church and we're uh, in two campuses. We have a campus in Smyrna, Tennessee, and so uh, that's how we're, we're doing it, man. Awesome. Yeah, Thanks so much, Todd. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. I'm
0: going to close with this passage from Ephesians. It says, Therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you at that time were separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, You who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who has made us both one, us both one, and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. He has reconciled us, brothers and sisters, to not make us, you know, divided churches or black churches or white churches or Asian churches, whatever. He's made us one church, one kingdom, and let's pursue Jesus together. Thank you for this episode. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of ReChurch Podcast. Tune in next week.